Welcome to the Mothers of Misfits podcast. Join me for conversations about how to advocate for our kids in a one-size-fits-all world. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Today is a first for the Mothers of Misfits podcast. We have two individuals sharing their stories with us today. I am so excited. Priya Amin is an entrepreneur and TEDx speaker. She holds an MBA from the University of Arizona and worked as a product and brand manager at corporations such as IBM and Nestle. In 2012, she left her career to be home with her two boys, and she says she never looked back. She also launched Flexible LLC in 2016. Marnie Pastor is a mom of two kids. She too left her job, these are brave women, to take time off and do what she calls a professional reset. She spent her time in 2020 advising startups and supporting women entrepreneurship. Most recently, she joined Flexible. So welcome, ladies. I am so glad to have you both. Thank you. Happy to be here. Great to be here, Emily. So first, Marnie, can you tell us what Flexible is all about? Sure. Flexible is for all of those working parents out there that are realizing that the juggle is real. We are here to make life and work fit through virtual, vetted, and safe childcare. So you need to make a meeting. You need to talk to your boss. You have two hours notice. You can go online. You can find care for your child. So you can keep doing what you need to do professionally. So when I first met Marnie at a networking group, she was sharing her story and talking about Flexible. And I'm pretty sure I didn't even wait until the event was over. I'm pretty sure I was already stalking you and and messaging you saying, this is such an amazing idea and company. Where has this been my whole life? (laughs) So I think that's so incredible. It's so forward thinking in terms of childcare and really meeting the needs of modern day professionals, both moms and dads. Priya, speaking of modern day professional life, you say that this may likely be the toughest time we have ever faced as parents and that our kids face in their childhood. Why do you say that? (laughs) Because personally, it's been one of the most challenging (laughs) times in my life. No, you know, part of the reason why Flexible was even launched in the first place is because the childcare system in this country has always been really difficult to navigate. You know, thank you for the introduction. You know, I left my my career and was home with my kids. And part of the reason why I launched Flexible in the first place was it was incredibly difficult to find on-demand childcare. It was hard to say, hey, I've got a client meeting tomorrow at 2 p.m. I need somebody. It just didn't exist. What COVID has done, unfortunately, is it has taken an already exasperated system that was honestly somewhat broken and it has just obliterated it. It's made it so much harder to not only find childcare, but to feel safe in doing so and feel supported in doing so. Parents have so much on their shoulders to begin with, especially working moms. Now they have even more. Back to Marty's point, we are juggling all kinds of things, right? So not only are we juggling a 
potentially longer work day because now work and life have blurred together. But on top of it, we don't have the support system that we had before. So, you know, on a personal level, my in-laws are in town this week for the first time in three months. I can't even tell you how amazing it is to have that support. I know Marnie's kids are also with her in-laws and it's, it's incredible that the economy opening back up has allowed folks to have access to their support systems. But going forward, we don't know what that's going to look like. How comfortable are people going to feel about leveraging these existing childcare options? And this is one of the reasons why Flexible is trying to figure out ways to support working parents in more nimble and, and honestly flexible ways and incorporate safety into that too, because unfortunately, COVID's not going away anytime soon. But more importantly, our society has fundamentally changed in the way that we interact with one another. And childcare is also fundamentally changing in the way we interact with one another. As a team, we're thinking constantly about how do we support one another? How do we support families? How do we support organizations? How do we support this nation in general? As we try to come back online, as we try to think about how to move forward collectively and how to bring ourselves back to a place where we potentially are, are close to where we were before, but it's a, it's a very difficult thing. Emily, there are now 25 million parents who are newly working remote, right? This is a huge number and they are working home with their children there all day. And even when they might have care in place, they might have virtual school in place, they might even have some online camps, odds are those aren't going to run the duration of the full workday and there's still going to be gaps. So many gaps. I can speak to that personally. This has been a very humbling time. It's been a, a tiring time. It is, I mean, talk about, we were master jugglers before, and I feel like someone threw six more balls at me. And we're moms. We can't drop balls. We're not allowed to. You know, we, we won't. We won't. And the stress of that, I, I do think there's going to there's gonna be a physical and health impact on a lot of parents out of all of this and not COVID, just the stress, the overwhelm, the exhaustion. And to your point, Priya, so many of those traditional support systems and structures that we look to are non-existent. And in total question, I have no idea, and I'm sure neither of you know what school is going to look like next year. That's right. That in and of itself is an overwhelming thought to me. So I try to take it one day at a time. And to Priya's point, it's really tough to be a working parent right now. You both are a company of working moms. So Marnie, how do you balance it all? Yeah, it's so interesting. And it's frankly been so amazing to be trying to balance it while part of Flexible because we're all doing it together and we're all in it together. Personally, my husband, who's usually on the road all week, is home, which is a treat. And the two of us are doing shift schedules. So he starts off in the morning. I then take over in the middle of the day. And he comes back at the end of the day. And that's helped me get a little bit of time, both personally for myself, so I can do things like exercise, but also to get some work done. But our team has done an amazing job of figuring out how we use remote working tools, online collaboration tools, 
things that are fun, like creating a sanity thread where we can post pictures of our kids taking a walk or a beautiful day and just having that community in addition to the support at home has made all the difference. Priya, how are you making it all work? <laughs> I, personally, I don't feel like I am. There's a lot of wine involved. Uh, <laughs> a lot of I, whining involved. <laughs> I heard that it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a vineyard to homeschool one. <laughs> Isn't yeah, that the best? <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's great. Let me just say, I love that you confess that, though. I, I just love your <laughs> honesty. Because there's so much value in therapy and catharsis and moms just saying, nah, I don't have it all together. Because yeah. <laughs> that's the truth, right? Yeah. Emily, I think that's so important. I think one of the things that I you know, have been on a soapbox about for a few weeks now, especially, is that what we do need to do more than anything right now is to provide grace for ourselves and for each other. Because this is the hardest challenge. Like you said, this was you know, the first question you asked. This is the hardest challenge that we're going through as parents but that our children are going through as well. We don't know what the long-term mental health effects will be for our children being separated from their friends and their family. We don't know what the long-term social effects will be for ourselves and for our kids, right? For us personally, you know, we're in the same boat as Marnie where my husband also works full-time. And so we have to very carefully orchestrate what that schedule looks like on a daily basis. My husband also works in sports, so he's in sports software. And so there was a point where we felt really uneasy about what the future held for him. Thankfully, we're starting to see a light at the end of the tunnel, but that means that he's more busy now. And so what that means is more is falling on my shoulders as the default parent, as a lot of women play that role in their families. And what we see is, unfortunately, I wake up super early in the morning, work for several hours take the entire morning with my kids, get lunch ready for them, and then start working at 1 p.m. And then my husband gets home sometime between 1 and 3 or 4 o'clock, which means there's a few hours there where I can either get my nanny to come and I finally feel comfortable with that. I think that was another key piece was, you know, unlocking my own comfort level with letting somebody into my house. Mm -hmm. That was a big source of stress that we all felt like we had to figure it out on our own. And now we're slowly starting to understand that we can rely on one another. Mm -hmm. Going forward, though, we just have to be really um, creative about what we do. I'm quote unquote lucky in that I have a 10 year old who's very responsible and I love him, but I'm leaning on him a lot to be self-sufficient. And I think a lot of parents, unfortunately, have had to lean on their kids to be self-sufficient because we don't have any other choice. But again, one of the things that I'm trying to do is just to have as much grace for myself and as much wine for myself <laughs> to just make sure that we get through this and think about it one day at a time and one week at a time. What I will add too is that's um, a very similar mentality that we're using in flexible as well, where we're looking at this one week at a time. We're saying, what can we do this week in order to continue supporting working parents, in order to continue moving the needle forward and achieving our goals and bringing our mission to life? If we, if we go beyond that, one, there's not a lot of answers. Right now, the CDC puts out different guidelines almost every day. To your point, Emily, we have no clue what school's going to look like in a few months. So looking at it in smaller chunks not only allows for it to be more digestible for us, but it really helps you feel like, I got a lot done, and I got through this week, and let's celebrate that. It's great. So that's essentially the tactics that we're, <laughs> that we're using at home right now. Each week definitely feels much more like a marathon than a sprint. 
And, you know, people on Fridays when they usually ask me, how you doing? And I say, it's Friday. I'm great. I made it. And to your point, when all of this started, all of the COVID-19 stuff started and quarantine started, I actually wrote a blog article suggesting that people shorten their decision-making time frame. Two months feels like years. Yeah. You know, two weeks was hard enough. It, for a time there, I think we were all operating out of two days, two hours. Right. And that's such a great strategy when life is ever-changing because feeling constantly out of control. And of course, our kids also pick up on that stressed out energy, right? And, and it's good to find something that you can control and work within those bounds. And then that's true of our personal life. It's certainly true of our work life. And you are managing a company in this totally unprecedented, constantly evolving time. So that's, that's just a, a really good thought there. One of the things that Priya's done that I personally have found amazing is some days it's just not happening. And I think she has given both herself, but the entire team at Flexible and Grace to say, I'm not getting anything done today. And I'm not helpful to myself. I'm not helpful to my kids. I'm not helpful to this company. I need a couple hours or a day just to take a step back. And feeling like if your day takes that shape because something happened, whatever it is, you have the okay to do that for yourself is such a weight off of my shoulders. And I know it's meant so much to the entire team. You know, one of the things that I'm very proud of is since Flexible launched in 2016, we've always been on a mission to make life and work fit together. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing, I think, Emily, to your point is, you know, as moms, we always have to juggle a thousand things. So even pre-COVID, we knew how to juggle a thousand things. Now it's a thousand and sixty things, right? But I'm proud to say again that the company has always looked at life and work as being, you know, life is fit. Work is just one component of it. There are so many other pieces of life that we have to fit into a day. I think from a you know company culture standpoint, that's one of the things I really am passionate about changing, which is not thinking about work-life balance because one, I think that's BS because that just means that work and life are the same weight and that is not true at all. Work is just one component of life. And if we see it for what it truly is, the weight of what work means to us as a society and as a culture kind of shifts a little bit. And you see all the other things that we have to think about now is just as important or sometimes more important. And again, having that grace of saying, hey, right now my mental health is way more important than work or right now my kid's mental health is way more important than work. That's, I think, the key to creating lasting change and also allowing all of us to feel more supported right now and, and in the future, too. Your thoughts on work-life balance are fascinating, and I think we should do an episode just on digging into that because there's so much there and you're saying really neat stuff that I'm not hearing. But what's so neat about you guys is that you're living it. I love the integrity with which you approach your work. You're not just preaching it and doing a whole other thing. You are right there in the trenches with the people that you serve and no one's perfect. And I know you're the first to say that you're not, but I, I love that you're just living in the messiness and working through it right alongside your colleagues. And again, the companies and professionals that you serve, that's cool. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. There's a lot of companies thinking a lot about their company cultures today. The, the integrity piece is just neat. And I, I do hope that that continues to catch on as a trend. And some of the things that we're you're talking about with seeing the whole picture of life and work and how those things work together. So flexible, you've used this word already in the conversation, and I know you speak to it in your website and mission statement, but flexible offers what you refer to as nimble childcare solutions. Marnie, how has childcare changed in a post COVID-19 world? I'm sure nimble is taking on all new meaning. Oh my, Emily. Yes. (laughs) And like you said, every day, there's something new going on or something new that is changing. But nimble, gosh, has taken on so many different meanings and flexible. One thing we pride ourselves on is, you know, we don't always know what's going to happen next week. We don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. And being there for parents when those things happen is huge. So we are, you know, trying to make a service that can connect you with a virtual host when you need it, because you might not know now when you need help a week from now. So we're trying to be there for that. Another way we're trying to be nimble is, you know, kids are missing socialization. I know we were talking about this earlier, but your kiddos used to be going to sports and they used to be doing things after school and they were seeing their friends and having playdates. And, you know, you might not be comfortable doing that right now. So how do you get your three-year-old, your five-year-old, your nine-year-old to have that socialization? And one of the things I love about what we're building at Flexible is we have these mini camps where small groups of children can get together and it's all safe. There's a vetted caregiver on the line with you. They're helping to shape a great conversation. But part of the fun is the kids interacting with one another and they need that right now, right? Like it's so hard if you're just staring at a screen or trying to get mom and dad's attention to be able to see there's another five-year-old on the line and I can talk to them and I can ask their favorite color. We have the same favorite color and a dog. That's awesome. (laughs) Like that is so amazing. My son went to the park this past week and he was elated to see his school friends. I think there were four or five friends from his school and he talked about it all week. We never heard anything else. And and he talks a lot, so we heard a lot about it. And it was wonderful to be reminded of how impactful and important those relationships are for our kids. And it is easy to forget what they've lost in all of this. Because, of course, you know, we're losing a lot too. But they're they're paying a big price. I was just going to add one thing to what Marnie had said so eloquently too. You know, on a macro level, childcare has always been something that needed nimbleness. Mm. It's just that unfortunately the way that it was sort of defined or almost sort of like enclosed within society's eyes where there were just these specific pre-existing things for childcare, whether it be a nanny, a daycare school, 
what's happened with COVID is somewhat, I guess, positive in that childcare has now become this, you know, multifaceted, you know, very undefined, very open, nebulous thing. And the very interesting thing about it is that there are still those sort of rocks like nannies, you know, daycare and schools. But there are so many ways to fill those gaps around that that now people understand are necessary. That's the role that Flexible is trying to play is to be those rocks or sorry, the sand that fills the gaps mm -hmm. between the rocks. The other thing that I think is really important to note is that for the first time since World War II, people are understanding that something like universal childcare or just access to childcare is incredibly important and it's very tied to the bottom line, you know, economic number. And so focusing on how to fill those gaps, how to create a more foundational systemic system, if you will, is so important to driving economic growth in this country. And again, there's an opportunity that we have as a company in the entire childcare industry has to not only educate the public about what that really means, but to put things in place in order to create solutions and access for individuals. So I'm proud to say that we are on that path as well. But for the first time in almost 65 years, we are having these conversations on a national level and talking about childcare at the level of importance that it should have had this entire time. That actually leads me right into my next question for the both of you. Marnie, let's start with you. What COVID-induced changes in your life and business are you glad about? I mean, hands down, the best thing for me has been getting to spend more time with my family and really feeling a much deeper connection with my whole family, but especially with my two kids. I don't get to see them six, seven hours a day when they're in school. I don't really understand what's going on. And all of a sudden, all of that's been beamed into, you know, my living room every day. And I know how they're feeling. I know when they're, you know, out of something right off the bat, they can turn around and show me something they wrote or a picture that they drew. And I know when they're upset because I can see it and I'm right there. I feel a lot closer to both of my kids as a result of spending this time with them. My kids are gone. At Priya mentioned my kids are at my in-laws. And my daughter has been calling me every single morning to catch up and to talk and to tell me like, I woke up, you know, and I missed you during, during the middle of the night last night. And I just love having that bond and knowing that she can call me and she wants to talk to me. That means a lot. Mm -hmm. Priya, what changes have you experienced life and business that you'll keep? One of the things that I've realized, and I think I knew this before too, from a purely professional standpoint, is it's a lot easier to work from home than I previously mm -hmm. thought. It's really nice. My family is lovely. They set up a really nice home office for me, which is great. But one thing I do really want to stress is I have truly and fully understood the privilege that I have by having a strong and supportive partner that I love and who loves me. I have two wonderful, healthy, smart children. The four of us actually like each other, which mm -hmm. is really huge when you're kind of forced mm -hmm. into a space for a long time. I'm really fortunate that 
I love my people and my people love me. And I think that's something that we often take for granted. And to Marnie's point, when you're not able to be around them that much, my husband travels quite a bit as well. You know, you kind of take for granted the schedule that you have, or you think in the back of your mind, like, oh, I could never spend more time with them. But then when you're forced to and realize just how lovely a life you've created for yourself and what you have in front of you, it really just creates this humility in you of, you know, just how beautiful it is. And again, how fortunate we are to have everything that we have. We haven't had to struggle for food or, you know, for anything to keep our family moving forward. Obviously, my kids are sick of each other a little bit and they're starting to get sick of us. But at the same time, our house is, you know, one that allows them to have their own space. We can have our own space. So I've definitely learned to be very appreciative and recognize the privilege that I have that I don't think I really understood before. So it's very humbling and it's, it's yeah, it's, it's wonderful. As you talk, it makes me think of your previous analogy with the rocks and the sand. And I feel like prior to all of this, at least I'll speak for myself as a parent, I was looking for those rock moments, dinner together, weekends together. And now we get all the sand in between. We get all those little moments of everyday stuff. But as soon as they draw a picture, Marnie, that they love, they run right to us. Or we get to sit down and have lunch with them or just see the silly little moments that we would have seen as sand before, but now really fill in all the gaps. And that's so true. That has made for a fuller day, a fuller life. And I too hope we don't lose all of that to whatever this all ends up being ultimately. Marnie, if folks want to learn more about Flexible, how do they do that? They should head to www.flexiblecare.com, our website. They can learn all about Flexible, Flexible for Parents. If you work for a company, if you own a company, and you want to learn about how Flexible can partner with your company, the website is a great place to learn more about that as well. Flexible is also on social media. Flexible is on Facebook. Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. So find us there. All of these cool moments, we're posting about them. We're talking about them. So, you know, come join the childcare revolution. And it's worth saying that flexible is spelled F-L-E-X-A-B-L-E. So take note of that. And we'll be sure to link the company website to the episode pages and so everybody can find you there. But I really hope they check you out. You're doing cool stuff. You are moms trailblazing for other moms and dads. It's awesome. Keep up the good work. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Mothers of Misfits podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. We also invite you to visit us at mothersofmisfits.com.